You are listening to This is Oklahoma, hosted by Mike Hearn, telling stories of Oklahomans and those that have made it their home. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma podcast. Mike Hearn here, your host, back with another episode. Excited to share this episode with you today. But before we do, I've got to thank our sponsors. First of all, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame. They've been a huge part of this podcast for the last few years. So the Oklahoma Hall of Fame have been sharing Oklahoma's story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com. And for daily updates, go to Oklahoma HOF on Instagram and give them a follow. Our other sponsor today is the Chickasaw Nation. Now, the Chickasaw Nation have sponsored pretty much everything in Oklahoma. They're a huge supporter of Oklahoma. And it's an honor to have their name and their brand supporting this podcast. So a huge shout out to Governor Anatoby for supporting this podcast. It really means a lot. Our third sponsor is Diffie Ford Lincoln down in El Reno. Now, this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine, um, play a lot of golf together. I've bought my cars from them. Do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of This is Oklahoma. Mike and here, host, back with another episode down at the Oklahoma Hall of Fame today. Um, it's going to be a very relaxing episode for you, or you're going to want to go and be relaxed after listening to this episode. Uh, my guest today is Emily Woodside, who is the owner of Purity Day Spa, which I spent some time at yesterday and was much needed. Um, yeah, it was the most relaxing thing I've done in a long time. So uh, it's definitely worth buying a gift card for friends, family, loved ones for Christmas. It's a great Christmas gift to give someone an hour of complete silence. Um, I had hot stones and kind of like an athletic type massage, which was huge win i felt so good after it uh i didn't want to go on with the rest of my day i just want to go home and sleep um but uh emily thanks so much for yesterday and um thanks so much coming down and sharing your story on the podcast i'm excited to uh dive into the backstory and find out kind of um a little bit about you and about your entrepreneurial journey and what you think about oklahoma Mm -hmm. thanks so much for having me um i am originally from dallas texas i went I moved here when I was 18. I went to OU and then I always thought I'd move back, but fell in love with Oklahoma. Started working um, downtown Oklahoma City right after college. And I just, I cannot believe how much Oklahoma City has developed just since I was at OU years ago. The restaurants, the shops, just everything. And I almost feel like it's a hidden gem. So whenever people say, what is there in Oklahoma? I'm like, everything. There's everything. It's just on a smaller scale. And I love that it's on a smaller scale. So uh, why uh, why OU? My mom's best friend was adamant about showing me OU because she went there. And um, it really wasn't even on my radar. But whenever I toured it, I loved it. Yeah. And were you, so growing up in high school, um, so before you kind of 
get to I'm going to come to Oklahoma? Are you in Dallas the whole time? Mm-hmm. Okay. So are you growing up, uh, your brothers and sisters, are you in kind of like a big family or not? Yes, we, I have, there were four of us growing up siblings. So I have my brother, my stepbrother, my stepsister in one household. And then in another household, I had my brother and my half sister. And so with a blended family and then extended family, like family gatherings are, are big. So was, was there any kind of, obviously you're an entrepreneur now, was there any kind of entrepreneurial tendencies growing up? Did you have figures around you that were entrepreneurs that you could look up to? Yeah, so my dad is part owner in an industrial sales company. Okay. And then my mom and stepdad own a construction company in Dallas. Yeah. And so I... I don't think I had a chance not to be one. You also didn't want to go in the construction industry. Either. I didn't. No, I didn't. Um, I would work for their company in summers or whatever. And yeah. it was fun, but it's just wasn't my calling. Mm-hmm. So growing up, you're around entrepreneurs. Um, you know, you're, you're graduating high school. What were the other options other than OU on the table at the time? I looked at um, Pepperdine... Texas Tech and TCU. Okay. So random variety of yeah. colleges. Right. Yeah. Any particular reason that it was those? Was it a class that you wanted or a major that you wanted to take that drew you to those ones or not? It was really what my friends were looking at at the time. Okay. And any of your friends come to OU with you? Just one. Yeah. Is she still here? She's back in Dallas. Ah. Yeah. Oh, well. Doesn't a lot matter. of Dallas people moved back to Dallas That's after OU. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot of people who go, I know friends who went to OU from here that are like, oh, yeah, we can move into Dallas. Uh-huh. Why? <laughs> Traffic and all the yes. other stuff. But obviously if you're young and there's plenty to do and you get a job, whatever. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's so, so growing up then, what were your interests? What were you into? Because owning a day spa, it's not really something you think of when you grow up. Right? Yeah. I don't think of like, oh, I'm going to get a massage. I'm going to like, you know, be in my place of Zen and peace as a 15 year old. No, you don't. So I don't think at that age, I really knew what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to do business, but I always thought I would, um, do some type of business. Spa was not on my radar, mm-hmm. but my mom, when I was a teenager started taking me, like that was our thing to do. We'd go, get massages or facials. And then um, in my mid-20s, I had my own health journey. Um, I was young, and I was had my first round of bad blood work, and I was like, yeah. I'm young. Why is this happening? So I got in multiple rabbit holes of health and um, lifestyle changes and all of that. But how I ended up at opening a spa was I was working at Devon, which I love Devon. My husband is still there. And um, I had my first kid and I was gone from 6 a.m. until 5 p.m. And so I just felt like I was missing a lot of time with him. And I remember coming back from maternity leave and telling my boss, like, I didn't think I'd be like this, but can I do part-time? Can I do anything to where I'm not away from him for so long? And so we knew that we wanted to try for more kids. And so um, I remember thinking, what can I do that 
I can have a flexible schedule, not necessarily work any less, but be able to be with my kids for breakfast and dinner um, and then choose when I work. So um, I just always loved the feeling like you were talking about. You leave a spa and you're a different person. You're like, oh, I wish I could do this every day. And so I would go to work at Devon and then I would get home and start writing my business plan. And I would stay up until 2 a.m. writing my business plan. And I wasn't tired because whenever you're passionate and excited about something, you don't get exhausted or burn out. So I um, wrote my business plan and then put my notice in at Devon. And then looking back, I'm like, I cannot believe I did that. Cannot believe I did that because Devon's a great company to work for. And I really loved my job, but um, I had to do something different for my family. Yeah. Yeah, that, that kind of leap of faith moment, right? Yeah. It's just like, I mean, you're a mother, you've got kids at home, you know, yeah, your husband's got a job as well, but like, you're like, you know, it's that, I mean, every entrepreneur goes through it, really. You know, you, you kind of just like take the take the reins off or whatever it is and just kind of like, all right, I'm on my own now. I need to figure this out. Yeah. But it's exciting and obviously it worked out. It is exciting. We opened October of 2019 okay. and then... COVID happened very shortly after, but it was so crazy. We're a true startup. We had no employees. I had no experience, no clients. And so, um, it was a pretty scary time. Yeah. So did, uh, because you had no employees, no clients and stuff, did you go through like the, like the, you know how to do massages and all the stuff yourself, like all of the stuff that you offer? What were you offering at that just straight from? So when I say we had no employees, we had employees once we opened, but like, I think back, I'm like, why didn't anybody come and work for us? Because I had nothing to offer. I'm like, oh, well, we're brand new. I have no guarantee that this is going to work out. We have no clients, but, um, People took that leap of faith with me. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the location, because it's a really good location. Yeah. A great part of town, a lot of stuff going on. Um, How did you find that location? So um, I got with a local realtor, and we just looked at places all over the city. And I just love the Plaza District. Whenever I moved up to Oklahoma City after college, I just always seemed to venture there. Um. It's just, I love the art there and the different types of businesses. It's just really unique. And so the realtor took me to a place on 16th Street on the Strip. And that's where I met our landlords. And she was like, hey, have you seen the barn? Which that's what the building that we're in used to be called. Mm-hmm. And so I walked in. I was like, I have to, like, you have to let me rent this space. So it was just, it was meant to happen. Yeah. It wasn't even, you know, for rent. She just saw the vision and then I walked in and I was like, this is it. Yeah. Have you done much to the, to the building between now and then? Cause obviously when I walked in yesterday and like, it looks, I mean, yeah. it doesn't we look just, like a house. It does. Like, <laughs> yeah. Walking up to it, it does. But when you walk inside, you're like, oh, this is, this is a business. Cool. Yeah. Right. We just did the locker rooms and then the like foot soak area, the downstairs treatment room. But that was another appeal was just we didn't have to do a lot because it was already such a cool building. Yeah, yeah, it's a great spot. And like I said, just kind of, I mean, one block, right, just south of, of the Strip. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, right in the middle of town. Why did you go to Devon Energy? Let's back up a tiny bit. So and what was your um, role in Devon too? 
I graduated from OU and I did business and IT and I, again, didn't really know what I wanted to do. And so went to multiple interviews um, at places, but I knew that Devin was moving into the new building. So I started at Devin before everybody was in the new building. And I just really liked the position, which was in IT. I was in IT for a period of time and then moved to the land department, which is where I finished. But I just thought it was a really cool company and I liked who I interviewed with. Okay, yeah. Um, How'd you meet your husband? At Devon. Yeah. We knew so many of the same people in college. Um, Like I used to hang out with his fraternity brothers and stuff. So we had to have met. We just don't remember each other. And so I think it's kind of cool that we met at Devon because if we met at college, who knows? But we were on the same team and then I accepted a position in a in a different department and so then we were all at a happy hour or we were supposed to go to a happy hour the weather was bad and one of us was like do you think it's weird if we just go because we're friends so we went and then he told me and I was shocked it's like you go from friend zone to basically married overnight so he really is my best friend that's awesome yeah Uh, so what was that like then moving into the new building I was in six different buildings when I was at Devon Um, because they grew, like the company grew so fast and the building was still under construction. So they were trying to get everybody in there as quickly as possible. But some of the buildings that we were in before were older buildings. And so going from that field to this very like light modern building was really cool. Um, Walking into the rotunda every morning was Wild. You get kind of numb to it, you know, after years of working there, but it's it's amazing. Yeah. What floor did you get to? Uh, the highest I went was 36. Okay. It's not a bad view from up there. Every no. Day, right? It is. Such a cool spot. It is such a cool spot. One thing I want to know, though, is that if you work in that tower every day, do you eat, like, do you eat it fast every day or do you just, like, you know, I mean, what do you do? Like, because that restaurant's incredible. Yeah. And I would struggle to eat, not eat there every day because their lunch is amazing. Yeah, their buffet is yeah. so good. So a lot of people eat at Nibu, the uh, downstairs restaurant. Okay. Yeah. It's a good spot, too. Yeah, because you'd have to have a pretty large restaurant budget to or lunch budget to go to fast every day. That's fair. Yeah. No, it's a great spot. And it's um, I took my dad there when he came to town. He's like, where are we going? It's up that tower. He goes, wait. I'm like, just the tower, the only tower in Oklahoma City that stands out of the ground, taller than any other tower. Um, had a wonderful lunch. And it was a clear day. So we got, kind of like today, it was a great view from up there. And he said they're taking all these pictures and just like nerding out about, you know, Pointing, pointing to places that we've been and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, that's really neat. It's a cool building. Um, I know a lot of people that work there, but it's, uh, it seems like the, it's a great place to work. They love it. And obviously, if it wasn't for you feeling like, hey, I need to be around for breakfast you know, and around more for my kids, then you probably would still be there today. Yeah, my husband and I talk about that. I was like, I probably would have stayed there forever mm-hmm. um, if I didn't have kids. Yeah. yeah. And you have three, four now? Three. Yeah, yeah, two, three, and five. Done? Are we done with kids? Done. Yeah. We, we had our two boys, and then um, the third 
we were told was a boy because we did the sneak peek test and you hear about it like rarely being wrong but I was like eh, I'm that wouldn't happen to me and it did yeah. I I got a girl with the third and so we're like okay hey, we're we're good you've we're good you, with yeah. our three you've got your princess now you're done yes <laughs> and we don't have to keep trying yeah that's awesome uh so three under five is that what you said yeah that's a handful yeah it's a lot yeah but exciting times uh I'm sure every day is different and uh yeah that's um the that way that exciting. their little brains work all the time, it's so fun. Yeah. You just never know what they're going to say. And then they're constantly just learning. Even when they're you're not trying to teach them something, they're just sponges. Yeah. Uh, which one takes after you more? Mm, that's a hard one. Do you um, see any of you in any, any of them? Probably my daughter. Okay. My middle is a mini me of my husband's but my oldest and then my daughter both kind of take after me but then some people are like oh they look just like lee so genetics are so funny yeah and it's a little early to tell i guess they're you know still toddlers yeah um so back to the day spa stuff 2019 october rolls around you're like this is it this is my business i'm taking a leap and i'm gonna be an entrepreneur Tell me through, take me through that last quarter of the year. So um, we had a grand opening and then we had another party, I think a month after we opened and things were slowly starting to pick up. I remember thinking maybe like the second week when we had 10 clients, I was like, oh, and back then, you know, like every client, because you're almost obsessive about it. who's coming in, who's coming back in and all of that, looking at all the reports. So then Christmas, people were purchasing gift cards, which is exciting because it would get new clients in. And then January, you started sort of hearing about COVID before we really knew what it was, but business was still on the up and up. And then I cannot remember if it was February or March, but even though we weren't shut down, mass cancellation started happening. And I was actually due with our second son, April of 2020. I had him April 9th of 2020. And so I had him two weeks after we got shut down. Mm. It was almost a blessing in disguise because I couldn't even be worried about the business be, and I got to have somewhat of a maternity leave mm-hmm. with him. And so even after we opened back up, um, post shutdown, people were still really hesitant to go into spas or even get their hair done because it's one-on-one mm-hmm. tight space with somebody else. So it was pretty hard to navigate 2020. And then we started seeing, um, more of an increase like in 2021 uh-huh. yeah you're right it's kind of a, because the maternity leave that you get out here is horrendous it is was it six weeks maybe yeah i had at Devon. i had um i took three months with my first yeah and so um being a business owner um especially to a growing business i I would have just had to mm-hmm. carry him with me everywhere. Yeah. So early on, what what did you kind of what was in the business plan? What did you like focus on? You know, those first kind of six months before um, COVID happened to really grow your business, and then obviously after COVID too. 
just getting our name out there. Yeah. That was the biggest thing. Um, and whenever we first opened, we couldn't really afford W-2 employees. And so we all of our service providers were 1099 independent contractors. So my goal was to get us to a point where anybody that wanted to convert to a W-2 employee could. So, um, but in order to do that, we needed to have a steady stream of business. And so getting your name out there, um, doing any tweaks to make sure the client experience is perfect for any clients coming in. Those are my two big focuses. The one good thing though about opening a business is that social media is free and you guys obviously have done a great job of social media and the team kind of has jumped in and it's, um, you know, it's something that is, it, it's a huge value to every small business, right? Mm -hmm. You don't have to put dollars into it. You can go and, and I think the more authentic people are on their social media, the better it, it helps. And I think especially around, you know, the health, kind of industry people want to see you know maybe the products that, that are going to be used and, and especially today too you know it doesn't matter if, if the person coming is kind of super granola or they just don't care like they still yeah. want to know right right and that's that's one thing I look across your social media and I see that like yeah there's like these are the products we're using these are the process and it it's a huge help right because a lot of people I think some well not a lot of people but I mean I had it yesterday you just kind of you're not like super nervous but you're like I'm just getting, you know, I'm getting a massage, but I'm super ticklish as well. Yeah. And so like, you know, which I didn't feel tickled yesterday, but like, you know, it was, it was a really good experience and, and I, I'm looking forward to coming back, but it's just like that, that first kind of like, Oh, I'm going to get a massage. Like, how is this going to go? What do I need to wear? Like all of the stuff, like a, me as a guy would think, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure there's women that think that too, but that's one thing that you guys have done a great job over social media is like, this is your process. This is our space. And I think it's just such a welcoming, you know, when you walk in the door, you're like, Oh, I know exactly what I'm going to do today. Right. Um, and even I walked in yesterday and the lady at the front desk was like, do you want a robe and slippers? I was like, do I need one? She goes, no. I was like, okay, thanks. Because otherwise I'd have been like, yeah, sure, why not? You know, like, I'm just getting a massage. I don't need a robe and slippers. I'm not going to be here all day. Uh, but yeah, it's really cool that, that you, you know, the locations, kind of how that comes about and, and the, lo you know, the, the house and, and how it looks um, and how the business has unfolded. I mean, if you've gone through COVID, you can pretty much get through anything else as a small business because sadly a lot of small businesses didn't make it. Um, what, what's that, what's it been like, um, the health side of things? Like, obviously it seems like the health journey for people now is a lot more common, a lot more popular, I guess would be the word for it, that people are more open to, oh, I'm going to go get a massage. I'm going to go take care of myself and sit in a sauna or, you know, do whatever it is. So mm -hmm. how has that evolved over, you know, since 2019? Really, people have started focusing on self-care, and there's so many different avenues for self-care, not just spas, but more and more people are getting sick. We have a lot of environmental toxins. And so the biggest thing people are starting to look at is what, what it's in my, what's in my cleaning products? What's in my shampoo, conditioner, my skincare? Um, am I working out enough? Am I drinking enough water? The list goes on and on. So... I'm glad that we can provide a space where, like you said, there are people that care about that stuff and then people that don't. But we can provide a space where we can certify that our 
products do not have over 2,000 known toxic ingredients in them. And you see a client come in, they could be in the worst mood, have a terrible day or in chronic pain or have cancer, whatever, whatever is happening in their lives and they leave a different person. And that might, you know, last a few days or whatever, but it could also be somebody coming in, they don't care about massages or facials, but they care about detox. So they want to do foot soaks or saunas. So we really try to be a place that provides multiple avenues of self-care. What's been kind of the most, um, not groundbreaking, but most surprising thing, I guess, for you being a business owner in the health space over the last four years? That a lot of people um, just don't have knowledge about self-care avenues or don't even know where to start researching if a health problem arises. So there's so much out there on the internet and it can be overwhelming, especially when you're trying to research. So um, as a business, we really have to do a lot of client education. So that was surprising to me. How do you go about doing, And because we've all done it, we've all Googled, we've all gone down the rabbit hole and you're just like, you know, I'm going to die, basically. Right? Yeah. You're just like, well, I have something. It's <laughs> Dr. incurable. Google. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's the worst <laughs> thing to do. Um, how do you guys go about educating yourselves first so that you can educate the clients, you know, you and your staff, to make sure that what it is that you know is, is kind of the, the best knowledge and so you can pass that on? It's really knowledge sharing, like, internally. So our leadership or even employees will find something like an interesting article. It could be about skin health or diet. Like our lead esthetician is about to start health coaching. Um, so providing that service and we really take continuous education seriously. So finding what the latest research is or going to conferences. You mentioned foot soaks earlier. Is there a lot of science around foot soaks? Yeah. Like health wise and. Yeah. So your feet have more pores than any other area in the rest of your body. And so um, foot soaks, the heat of them, and then also the salt blends and everything draw out toxins, but also your feet absorb more than any other area in your body. So if you have like lavender for calming or. Um, whatever oil blend you're using, then it's definitely beneficial. Yeah. But yes, the science is there. Do you do you know who Gary Brecker is? I oh, don't. Okay, he was on a bunch of podcasts recently, and he's kind of he's a doctor and talks about science. But what he talks about is, and it's kind of related to this too. He talks about grounding your feet. So he basically talks about literally just going out and standing barefoot in grass. Yes, and I'm just like. To me, that just sounds like the craziest cuckoo stuff ever, right? But you listen to him and you see the stuff and it's just like, I guess it works because of what you said with all the pores and you, you know, if you see your neighbor standing in the front yard, like staring at the sun with his eyes closed, barefoot, you're probably like, this guy's off his rocker. 
My right. husband is that guy. Yeah. We, well, he, he, probably, he probably knows who <laughs> Gary is. Though. He does. And I've done research with grounding and stuff. We actually have a higher dose mat. I don't know if you've heard of that, yeah. but it's uh-huh. the PMF and infrared mat. And so that can, you know, help with grounding. But yeah. my husband, um, he's barefoot a lot in the backyard. Does, I mean, talking to your husband, does he kind of like, you know, it seems like you guys are a great team. You're obviously your best friends. Um, is he kind of nerding out into this stuff as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We nerd out in different areas in health and wellness, which is kind of fun because then we report back to each other, send each other like articles or Instagram reels. So it's fun. So you're not out there in barefoot with your your husband just kind of staring at the sun i kind of prefer the higher dose mat (laughs) yeah it's a yeah it's a little bit more uh more um personal i guess yeah in your own house because you you can lay it do you stand on it or do you lay it in in your bed lay on it yeah so it looks like a kind of yoga mat it does and i mean for people listening tell tell them about it because they probably have no idea what what we're talking about so it's probably two inches thick and there are crystals inside it's not I've been asked if it like pokes you when you lay on it it's not it's padded and um there's a cover that you can put on top of it so that's washable but it has um an ion setting a PEMF setting um and then an infrared setting so it's it feels really nice like you're it's almost like laying on a heating pad when you have the infrared on and then the PEMF acts as grounding. So it uses the Earth's like electromagnetic waves, sorry, electromagnetic waves similar to what you would find on Earth. So it could be um, the sleep setting. And so getting you relaxed before sleep. There's also an afternoon slump setting. So anybody that needs their afternoon coffee, you can go lay on the mat and get a little pick me up. And then there are two other settings that are around like uh, mindfulness and um, rest. Yeah, it uh, sounds like a great thing. What, what's your kind of, you mentioned kind of electromagnetic waves. How does that play a part in the health space or what you do? So I would love to bring something like that into the spa. I just haven't really figured out um, how that we can make that successful. But I, I always think if somebody is having an issue, for example, my husband had poison ivy. He could not get rid of it. Um, he tried like steroids and creams and all of the stuff. He's highly allergic. And so I was like, just put aloe vera on it. So we have an aloe vera plant and he, so he started clipping off like the different branches. And so it cleared up. Uh Um, I kind of have that philosophy with health. Like if you're having issues and Western medicine or traditional things are not working, then go back to the basics because technology has just floored so quickly but we're still humans and so for since the beginning of time we've been in touch with nature so getting your vitamin d from the sun grounding in the grass um 
being exposed to hot and cold, which is why like hot and cold therapy is a big deal right now where people are jumping in ice buckets and then getting in a sauna. So I think it's freaking our bodies out to not be in tune with the earth. And so the higher dose map for me is just like a, a hack to get my body back in sync. Yeah. You're not jumping into ice baths yet. He does a lot, but I just, uh, we have a sauna. We have two saunas at the spa that I do use, but I've done the ice bath before and I'm not a fan. I'm going to do it though, because I really don't like being cold and I'm going to master it. Yeah. Everybody I talk to my, um, one of the, uh, my real estate boss, he, um, like turned 50 or he's, 51 52 now um and he's like he swears by it he's yeah like, and he's dropped like 15 20 pounds does it every morning and you know he just jumps in his pool and it's like yeah you kind of work up to your three minutes every day yeah it's three minutes you kind of got to get to but he's just like and then there's all this stats around you know the dopamine that it releases and it's the the example that i've seen is that it's like 10 times more um energetic or whatever the, the reaction you get from like cocaine yeah like, oh okay well and and this gary dr gary bracker as i was talking about he's like cold plunging is my cocaine yeah he's like i'm addicted to it he's like if i get if i see a cold plunge i kind of want to get in it because of that dopamine hit that you get which i've taken cold showers i haven't done the cold plunge yet um and I, I have friends, you know, who kind of do it the country way and buy like a, a horse trough and just have it in their backyard, right? Or you have an old freezer that you kind of fill up with water that's kind of um, cheaper than, I guess, buying bags of ice all the time. But there yeah. are some really cool ones out there. I think Plunge is a company that has them. And I mean, yeah, it's, you know, you see all these videos on TikTok and Instagram of guys like breaking the ice with their weights and stuff. Like, that sounds awful. Yeah. Right? And it doesn't look fun, but clearly the the benefits from it um, it works yeah. it really does work um, it can even help people with like chronic pain because it decreases inflammation so significantly if you do it regularly I just not my thing yeah but I'm going to yeah one so day. you gotta get past it there's a lady on Instagram she's from Oklahoma I can't remember her name but she um, she's kind of like super social media famous because she did it for like 365 days and it's I'll have to find it and tag her in the description so people can go and watch it uh, but it's fascinating it's just like she gets in and she starts talking and like how can you get in 30 degree weather and like have a conversation <laughs> like, yeah I even keep my breath the first time you're like hyperventilating yeah <laughs> my yeah. husband was like breathe I'm like I, <laughs> I forgot how to <laughs> yeah is there anything else that uh like the cold plunges or anything else that that you that people are kind of slowly getting into this starting to be a phase and hopefully not just be a phase it'll be more than that but is there anything else in the health space that that has kind of come on the scene since you've been open for business um this has kind of been on the scene for a while but i feel like it's getting bigger the saunas okay um there are huge studies in other countries where people that regularly use saunas so three to four times a week their um rate of Alzheimer's, dementia, cancer, um, really tons of chronic illness is so low compared to the U.S. And so that's, I want to bring awareness to that locally because it is so underutilized. 
So especially whenever you have a non-toxic sauna, we use the Sunlight and Brand. So it ha- it's an infrared sauna, a dry infrared sauna, and it also has full light spectrum as well. And so you're getting like double therapy whenever you're in them. And so that's heat therapy is super beneficial. Yeah. And, and I think I've seen some of the stats too, and I listened to Andrew Huberman's podcast, um, Huberman Lab, which is fantastic. He's, it's very fantastic. And uh, he talks about, you, you know, you mentioned up to, up to three minutes for the cold plunge. And I think it's not that much because people think of a sauna, they're like, I got to be in there for 30 minutes and I'm going to, you know, feel like I'm just going to wither away. But yeah. you really don't have to be in there for like that long. Right. And you can work up to it as well. It's just having access to a sauna, right, is, yeah. is the easiest thing. Obviously, you guys have, you know, two in there. And you mentioned the infrared lights. That's kind of a big deal too, right? People it is. Kind of doing that. And even people wear like get infrared like bulbs in their houses before they go to bed. Yeah. Do you know much about that? We... <laughs> People make fun of us for different things because we are pretty crunchy, but we have in our lamps red bulbs because it really does start, I don't know, it trains your brain at night to just calm down to get ready for sleep. But yeah, light spectrum things are a big deal. That's why if anybody's ever like, oh, I'm not sleeping, I'm like, are you using your phone before you go to bed? They're like, yeah don't use your phone before you go to bed because you're just like blasting yourself with that bright light before. So yeah, there's definitely a lot of research about different light spectrums. Mm -hmm. Um, Talking about home, we talked yesterday, you're in the process of building your new home. Yes. Tell me about that. How was that process? What are the non-negotiables for what you're designing and what you want in the house and all that stuff? Yeah. So um, when my son, my oldest son was about nine months old we bought five acres in Edmond and it's funny because my husband and I both grew up in cities we have no business being on five acres so it'll be a huge learning curve but we um I feel like a lot of people they have their starter home then go to a transition home and then go to their forever home we never did the transition home so we live and 1200 square feet with five humans dog cat chickens and it's it's tight anybody that comes to visit us they're like i don't know how you do this i'm like we don't know anything different you know but we started building um about four months ago and it is so exciting it already feels like home so my non-negotiables were um a wood-burning fireplace and it has to be on well water and then animals Uh eventually we want to get different kinds of animals and then we want to eventually do a community garden like friends and family to where everybody can just come and either donate money or their time to all be able to use the community garden so that's kind of yeah. my vision for it. Um, chickens, dogs, and cats. Yes. So you're a lover of animals. Yes. How, uh, I mean, dogs and cats kind of normal. Yeah. Chickens. Tell me about the chickens. They're funny animals. Yeah. Um, we, we're down to two. It's kind of hard keeping chickens alive, but um, I would love to have like 20 to 30 chickens. Mm-hmm. We eat eggs every morning. That's really what it started as. I was like, I 
I just want to have eggs and I want to know what the chickens are being fed and that they're free ranging and all of this stuff. And so it kind of started as a fun thing to do. And now my kids love having chickens. And so we're just chicken people, I guess. It is super fascinating when you pick up the eggs in the morning and you're like, this has come out of that, (laughs) right? Like it's the most fascinating thing ever. Like just like, how is this perfectly round, perfectly egg, you know, good egg come out of a chicken? Oh yeah. It's just like science and biology and all the, you know, things about animals. But yeah, I just think about that. I'm like, because most people don't get that experience. Most people go to the store, they buy their eggs in a carton, they never see the animal, right? They don't feed it and all the stuff, and they just, yeah, they just crack eggs. And yeah. now you're like, oh, today's been a really good day. We have six eggs today, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, my three-year-old is obsessed with getting eggs every single day. Mommy, I found a tie tie egg. Mommy, I found a goldie egg. But yeah. he knows, like, by the color which, which chicken it came from. Oh, wow. Yeah. So with the new house then on five acres, what's kind of the first animal, like, what are the animals that you want? I want to get more chickens because um, on acreage you have a tick problem. Yeah. So before we started construction, every time we would go out there, somebody would have a tick on them. Um. So definitely chickens. And then after that, I would love to get a few goats. Uh, why goats? Other than the fact that they look really cool and they kind of headbutt each other and they're funny. but Yeah. So my mom and stepdad owned like, I think it was 200 acres outside of Dallas. And it was their like fun place to go on the weekends. And they had a bunch of goats. And they're, again, funny animals. Um, kids love them. I just really want my kids to be around animals and learning how to kind of be farm raised. Uh-huh. Not that we're going to have an actual farm, but, you know, just yeah. homesteading yeah, more, more than anything. More than, more than the normal average child that's going to grow up in a neighborhood, right? They're yes. going to grow up getting their hands dirty, running around, playing with chickens and goats. And is there any, I, I swear, one time I had a lady on the podcast and she... I think made like health products with goats, goat milk, goat soap, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, is that a thing as well? Do you want to do that, or you just I don't have us pets? right now? It's not in my yeah. plan. But the other thing, goats love poison ivy, wow. and since my husband's so allergic to poison ivy, that'll be yeah. that'll be a plus. But um, who knows? Maybe one day I will want to do something like that. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I, I mean. I had her on the podcast and she was like, hey, here's some goat soap. And I'm like, that's great soap. I never, ever would have thought that I'd get, you know, kind of goat milk soap or whatever it was. And there was other products too. And she's, she's like, I have certain allergies and really swore by it. Yeah. Because that's why she started the business because it was kind of a searching thing for her. But it's amazing when you think about it, what you said earlier, you know, like we kind of started being in nature a lot more than we are now and technology's kind of forced us away from it. And, you know, just by going back to it, simple things, you know, walking around barefoot or just being out in the sun, it, you know, can cure a lot of our issues. And, you know, there's all this stuff out there about what's actually in the water and what's uh-huh. in the food and the pesticides and all that stuff. I mean, it's, I think people are slowly waking up to it. And I think yeah. it's only kind of going to kind of snowball that people aren't, you know, they, they're going to be washing or spraying all their groceries, which they probably started that during COVID as well. But yeah. now it's like seeing, you know, the pesticides and all the stuff that's in food. And 
yeah, I mean, if you can grow your, you know, you can have your own eggs or you can grow your own veg in the back garden, like, you know, and eat kind of, you know, buy meat straight from the, that's one thing we don't have um, a lack of in Oklahoma is beef farmers. Yeah, <laughs> So true. if you want to buy your meat from any other, you know, places, there's an abundance of places you can go to and you're obviously supporting local businesses as well. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of, it's interesting to see where it's going because mm-hmm. for me growing up in the UK, like, everything's generally kind of the, the food is a lot more healthier i think the food's held to a higher standard as well whereas coming out here you we have no idea what's in the stuff and when mm-hmm. you start reading into it you're like you know like reading what's what's in craft mac and cheese and you're like god i love craft mac and cheese <laughs> but you know what am i putting in my body right and why is this making me feel this way yeah so and like you said about allergies allergies were not this prominent like even in our parents' generation now, just out of a, kind of a precaution, um, when I couldn't breastfeed anymore, we we got like a goat milk formula because so many kids now have dairy allergies and stuff. And so we've been on this journey. I think we probably drive our family crazy, but... Um, all, all of our water is Berkey filtered. We only eat organic. We get our meat from small um, companies that we've researched. And that doesn't mean we're not like completely away from environmental toxins, but just trying to minimize our toxic load. Yeah. Yeah. You're just being intentional. Yeah. Right? And I've been out here 12 years now. I never had allergies growing up. I have allergies now because of like the trees or whatever it is in Oklahoma that destroys people's whenever allergy season comes around. And I have a minor dairy allergy. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. And yeah. I got some blood work done. And you know, they were like, oh yeah, you have a like, small dairy allergy. I was like, God, but I love Brahms, right? Like <laughs> I love ice cream and I love, you know, full fat milk and all the other stuff. But I, I noticed as soon as I have it the next day, like I, my stomach hurts. Yeah. I've never had that, but obviously I've been out here long enough now that something I've been eating or ingesting or being around has kind of given me allergies. And So did you allergy. did you grow up with raw milk or was it pasteurized? Pasteurized, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah See, I don't hear if I get raw milk, I don't have issues. But yeah, I need to try that because um, I'm a I'm big fan of cereal too. <laughs> but like I'm the kind of, I eat raisin bran cereal because I love kind of raisins and I'm not like the Fruit Loop type, you know, I'm going to eat cereal that's candy. <laughs> no, I can't do that. Um, but yeah, I would always, I generally, before I go to bed every night, have a bowl of cereal. Uh, I think it's just a comfort thing that I would have before I, you know, when I grew up as a kid. But Well, it's amazing. Yeah. And, you Why know, wouldn't you? Yeah, especially crunchy raisin bran. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not like the, like, off, I don't care what brand it is. Um, but yeah, it's just, that's, it is my go-to and one day I, there was a store in London that has um, it's just a cereal store and like, you can go there on a date night for a bowl of cereal and they just have like you know when you go to a candy store and it's just like just walls of walls candy and, it's walls and walls of those containers with cereal and they give you a bowl and you choose your milk that's like, a fabulous idea yeah um, I don't know if it would fly out here though but it would be that just a dream anyway <laughs> uh, finishing up what uh, what, is, what are you guys looking forward to um, obviously we're coming up to the end of the year business planning for next year um, you know growing the business all, all that good stuff what mm-hmm. are you looking forward to uh, in 2024 um, we have we have something like big on the radar that I I can't really talk about yet but that 
one thing I am looking very forward to, but also just, I'm still getting our name out there. Um, we, we are, um, a holistic day spa, um, and our very first focus is creating and perfecting the client experience. And so the clients that have been in, they're like, I just, I haven't been to a spa in a while where you can get in a robe and slippers and use the sauna. And like you were saying, you're like, I don't really want to do that. And we have a ton of clients just come in for a service and leave, but we also want to provide the avenue where you can spend four hours there if you want to. So really just continuing to provide um, that client experience for everybody and then growing the business. Um introducing a few more med spa services as well around wellness, not so much on the aesthetic side. So exciting things, a little nerve wracking. Anytime you add things or grow, it's a little nerve wracking, but it's exciting. Yeah. Uh, Final question. What is, I guess, your favorite um, thing to, uh, I guess, experience out of all the products and things that you provide at the day spa? What is your... God, if I just have an hour, I'm going to go do this. I just had an hour. Ooh, that's hard. Maybe it's more than an hour, but like if you were to have your day, like what would you, what would you do? I would sit in the sauna for 30 minutes and then do a 30 minute foot soak. Then I would get a massage and a facial. Okay. That's the way to go. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for coming down. Thank you for yesterday. It was fantastic. Um, For people listening, uh, go to Purity OKC on Instagram, which I'll put the link in the description, and you can see everything you have to see there. And then it's um, Purity Day Spa um, OKC on is it www? Is that what it is? Did I get mm-hmm. Yes, Purity. sorry. com, which I'll put the link in the description as well. Um, yeah, it's Christmas. If you need a gift um, or gift cards, there's nothing better than to give a loved one or a friend um, some wellness time. So it's a great gift. But Emily, thanks so much for coming down. I really appreciate it. And for people listening, we'll catch you next episode. Cheers. Hope you guys enjoyed that great episode. Thank you so much for listening. As always, huge shout out to our sponsors, the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, sharing Oklahoma story through its people since 1927. For more information on the Oklahoma Hall of Fame, go to www.oklahomahof.com and follow them on Instagram for daily updates at OklahomaHOF. Our other sponsor, the Chickasaw Nation, amazing sponsor they do amazing things for the state and they're always sponsoring something in oklahoma they're a huge supporter of oklahoma and without their support we wouldn't be able to do what we do and our third sponsor is diffie ford lincoln down in el reno now this one makes me so happy because these guys are great friends of mine um play a lot of golf together i've bought my cars from them do most of my oil changes down there, have a cup of coffee, hang out down in El Reno. It's a good spot to go. And not only are they great friends, but they provide a great service. So for over 60 years, a third generation family owned Oklahoma business down in El Reno. They're also in Bethany as well. So people in the Bethany area know the Diffies really well. But if you're looking for anything new used, um, Ford, Lincoln, or whatever, I'm sure they could find anything you want. Um, check them out, DiffieFord.net, and then on Instagram at DiffieFordLincoln. Thank you for listening. We are inspired by those around us and hope that you are too. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on your favorite podcast platform and leave us a review so we can keep telling your stories. 
For more great Oklahoma content, follow This Is Oklahoma on Facebook and Instagram.